When we entered the room, there was at least 10 people laying out plans for the mission. These people were talking to each other and moving around quickly. I realized from Lion Saver and all these men that this was something big. As we sat down on small cushions around the table, a man resembling Sean Connery sat down and spoke with very broken English and explained. The leader of the Algerian Islamic Armed Movement, Mustafa Boyoli, have returned and has re-established his contact. About 100 supporters that have been recently released from prison. He showed pictures of the armed robbery at a factory in Algiers and an attack on a police barracks in Samoma where Mustafa's army killed police cadets and took weapons from the armory. They painted the phrase, Allah the Avenger is with us, across the gates of the barracks with the cadets' blood. This man is a terrorist, and over the last two years, this group had targeted institutions. It took as un-Islamic as ghost schools, libraries, restaurants, and cinemas. He showed us more pictures with scores of dead people, including some of the girls from the girls' school. They were laying on their faces, still wearing their backpacks. One of them had a doll soaked in blood lying beside her. It was faced up, and its eyes were wide open. Lion knew exactly where to place the dagger in my heart. The anger inside of me welled up like a raging fire, burning out of control. I was enraged that someone could kill innocent children. Standing up, it took everything from me to keep from yelling out loud. I turned, looked at Lion, and said, What do you need me to do? Get some sleep. We have an informant inside, and we know where he's going to be tomorrow. All we need you to do is make sure Mustafa does not escape this time. I went to my room and took a shower. The hot water relaxed me. As I stood under the water, I thought of my task ahead of me. The towels were plush and reminded me of sheep's fleece. The room was warm and comfortable. I jumped into bed, but I could hardly sleep. The pictures of the dead schoolgirls haunted me. I could see them lying in a pool of blood. I'd done jobs like this before. Why does this one bother me so much? Why was I so angry? I tossed and turned, but somehow slipped off to sleep. When I started dreaming, I again saw the butchered girls in the schoolyard lying on their faces. As I walked over and turned over the first child, I heard a loud shriek. All the air went out of me. It was my daughter, Ashley, and she had her eyes open. Blood ran down from a hole in her forehead. I sat up and screamed. My body was soaked in sweat. It was four o'clock in the morning, so I got up and took a really cold shower. My sweating slowed down and the dryness of my mouth eased up. I felt as if I had a fever. As I opened the door, there was a man in the hall. I didn't know what he said, but he motioned for me to follow. When we arrived down in the restaurant, there were other men eating breakfast. I sat down, and a bowl of basara was set in front of me. It is a thick soup made from peas and olive oil, and is a traditional breakfast in Morocco. My stomach was in knots, so I ate what I could. We took a small cargo plane to Marrakesh, where soldiers were waiting for us in trucks. I was placed behind the cab in the last one. My 308 and the massive scope was waiting on me. I looked at the bullets and realized they were the same mercury-filled I'd used before. Lion had assigned an interpreter to me. His name was Emil. He shook my hand and introduced himself. We were heading due east on N9 toward Larba. The trip was bumpy, but the soldiers seemed to be in good spirits. 
There were 30 men in each vehicle. Above us were a few puffy clouds floating lazily in the vast blueness of the sky. Birds were flying in every direction. This was a beautiful area with lush vegetation and green sloping hills. The tranquility was suddenly interrupted by a large squishing sound with a horrendous explosion at the end. A rocket grenade had been launched. I jumped up and looked over the cab. The second truck in our convoy had turned over and was burning. All the men inside were burnt and lying over the side. They were all dead. Machine gun and rifle rounds commenced and killed all the soldiers in the first vehicle. Some had jumped out, but most of them were still lying inside. The remainder of soldiers poured out, but I stayed. I placed my rifle up on the cab and just stood there. Men were firing their weapons and the attackers rushed the column, some with only pitchforks and machetes. 